0: and we're live how's it going guys brandon matula
1: matula and i'm thomas hicks it's tuesday pop culture you know the drill big 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 events to talk about today brandon you want to go ahead and do the honors for me
0: guys it's gonna be a great episode uh man like it's gonna be rough to uh outdo last week because last week was mm-hmm. an absolute banger but we're yeah. going to continue to do our best and give content as mm-hmm. we can uh so first our review for certified lover boy not to y'all know <laughs> about drake and then besides <laughs> that we got a shang Review, I have not seen it yet, but Tommy has, and he's going to be giving us a spoiler-free review. I am excited for that because I'm already looking forward to watching it, and he's just going to make me want to watch it even more, so I'm looking forward to it. And then from there, uh, just some more pop culture news. Tommy has a little surprise for us mm-hmm. along the way. And then uh, sports today, we're just going to recap the week one for college football. We're very excited. I mean, it. I wouldn't say it lived up to the hype, but I mean, like – kind of hard for college football not to live up to hype so it was a lot of fun this weekend and i can't wait to just break down a few uh quick points from the weekend but uh uh before we get started though we just want to say thank you
1: thank you so much guys uh whether it's one listener or 100 listeners uh the fact that someone is interested in hearing our opinions about the two biggest things that honestly run the world sports and pop culture uh means such a great deal to us and just knowing that we have people that support us and uh that want to hear us and see us succeed is more than enough motivation to keep going so thank you very much
0: all right all right all right Um, tommy so i think we're going to be starting with certified lover boy Oh yes, with Drake. Um I have not listened to this album too much. I really should have to prepare for this episode, but honestly I just didn't want to listen to it, but like <laughs> to open things up, I've been hearing a lot of slander with it. Tommy, yeah. can you expand on that?
1: Yes. So uh Certified Lover Boy is receiving a lot of slander because it sounds very very generic. Um very much so uh, similar to a lot of past Drake projects and sadly similar to a lot of the weaker Drake projects. Um, so great interlude. And that being said, you guys, hello, hello, certified lover boy. It dropped a week after Kanye. Um, I guess technically the same week, kind of the same week, eh, Cause uh, yeah, pretty you much. Know, Donna yeah. dropped on a Sunday and certified lover boy dropped on Thursday. So sure same week, but, uh, it's out certified Lover boys out. And Brandon said that he wasn't excited to listen to this. And after I saw that it was 21 songs and an hour and 30 minutes, I was not excited either, um, <laughs> but I have to do it. You know, I do it for the podcast and because I was genuinely, ex- honestly, extremely, extremely excited to see what Drake was going to bring to the table because it was, yeah, 2018 was Scorpion. so it's been three years since his last studio album. and I don't think people realize how crazy that is because Drake runs the world. He runs the music game whether you love him or hate him. If you slap Drake on a feature, your your songs go into the top of the chart. So mm-hmm. certified Lover boy, you know, It's out. Um, it is, like I said, 21 songs an hour and 26 minutes to be exact. Uh, a lot of features. Future uh, makes a couple of VX yeah, actually on two songs. Um, Little Wayne, Kid Cudi, Ty Dolla Sign, uh, Young Thug, Travis Sky, Jay-Z, Lil Baby, Lil Dirk, on just to wow. name a few. Wow. Okay, name so the
0: first thing, if I may, if I may uh, interrupt. Please do.
1: Yes, please.
0: I'm hearing a lot of Donda features in this mm. album. It's interesting yeah. how, like, they, they were, fought, like, Kanye and Drake are feuding, but they're mm-hmm. feuding and they're, like, using the same features, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, it's, Like, I, I just think that's interesting. There's nothing... I don't want to dig deep, but, like, I just thought that that's interesting.
1: It's kind of... Well, yes, because it's hard not to dig deep because it's pretty obvious that Drake is aware of Kanye's... Uh, Drake is aware of... Kanye's success of Donda and Kanye is aware that Drake is dropping and Drake runs the game. So they're very much so aware of each other's success. But uh yeah, Certified Lover Boy, you know, is it good? Is it bad? Is it okay? Is it fun? Is it slow? Is it fast? What is it? Um Certified Lover Boy is not a good album. It is not mm-hmm. a good album. Um it's real. It was very difficult for me to not fall asleep while listening <laughs> to this album because when when you're listening to Don Donda, you've got very epic gospel instrumentals on top of people that are giving their absolute one hundred percent on features. And I've I said it. I think the features they might outshine Kanye on Donda, which is saying something because Kanye is incredible on Donda. So what does that say about the features? Um. Whereas here with Certified Lover Boy, it, I was like, wait, is that a new song? Is this the same song? Everything sounds the same. Flows, all the instrumentals, the subject matter, uh, and the features don't add much. They definitely help Drake, though. So let's, okay, so you're listening to Certified Lover Boy, you're clicking play, first song, Champagne Poetry. Horrible mixing. I mean the track is horrible itself but the mixing the background vocals for the instrumental are just as loud as Drake's voice so it's really hard for me to hear him I hope they fix that and I hope people complain about it enough and they probably Drake probably won't because he's lazy this album proves that he's lazy but um, yeah mixing was horrible and it kept distracting me from what Drake was trying to say well what was he saying well same old I'm back you know I'm really rich I get a lot of women I have you know I can buy whatever I want. I can sleep with whoever I want. Um I mean, Drake, we've we've been hearing this since 2011. You know, I, I just like where what's what is different? <laughs> like there's just there's just nothing. Okay, okay. Whatever. What okay, fine, fine, fine. Benefit it out because, you know, there's tracks like that that people rap like that and it sounds fun. Like, you know, get ugly, by little baby. And you guys know I I am a Big little baby. I'm not a hater, but I am just very much so against little baby. And to an extent, to an extent. But get ugly. Same subject matter. Sleeping with all these women, getting all, getting all this money, living a great lifestyle. It's fun. It's exciting. Uh, he spits a good flow. He's giving effort. And Drake is just, cru- just cruising. Man, he's just hit. He just hit cruise. The cruise control. And it was, it was, that was extremely disappointing. I was honestly, Brandon, I was just sitting there waiting for the song to be over. The first one. Wow. I was like, okay, if we can get to this first one, I bet you it'll be incredible. we will have a good album. Uh, I was wrong. Poppy's <laughs> home is so boring. It's so boring. And it's the same old thing. It's the same thing as uh champagne poetry. So I'm like, great. All right. So we're over to, two. Whatever. I, I will say, though, the the Beat Switch and Champagne Poetry, that's pretty nice. I did I did appreciate the Beat Switch, and I did appreciate the flow that came with the Beat Switch. So, I will say that. But, uh, so we have the, the two opening tracks. were are 0-2. Girls Want Girls. Um, Drake is giving his best little baby impression. Um, and the bars are as cringe as they could ever be. <laughs> that's the next track. So, and honestly, like... I'm just tired of Lil Baby's auto tune. Like it's just so annoying. I, it's hard for me to understand him, and when I do understand him, it's nothing innovative. And the auto tune, like when he on a once in needs, I know his auto tune's pretty heavy, but I, it's not as heavy to where I'm like, oh man, I just can't understand him. On this track, it is, and it was pretty annoying. His feature was fine though. Whatever, he honestly carried the song, if you can call it a song. And then the next track, In the Bible, with Giveon and Lil Durk. I actually, I enjoyed this. I enjoyed it in the Bible. I had a good time listening to it. I was like, okay, I could definitely see myself returning to this song, you know. Uh, the features go off. They definitely outshine Drake. Uh, Giveon and Lil Durk, they give great great features, really passionate, good track. And that's why I would return to the songs. Um. Then, you know, next song is, and I'm not going to go through every song, by the way, just kind of some highlights. And the highlights are, there's no really no highlights, but (laughs) this is a highlight, and it's Love All. I think Love All is great. One of, if not the best song on the album. The lyrics are great. The instrumental, it reminds me of, it it makes me feel like I'm driving down uh, a strip in California, and the sky is pink, and it's a sunset, and I've, and I got my windows rolled down, and my top, you know, I got a drop top um going and you know, my hair's flowing. Like it's a very smooth summery song that I will for sure be adding to my summer playlist. Jay-Z gives a great feature. Drake isn't bad on this song. And I was like, okay, this is a good track. Here's Drake. You know, here's here here's Drake. He's here. Um All the other songs after that, I found boring and stupid, way too sexy. The hook is catchy. That's it. (laughs) And that's the one that's kind of blowing up right now. We
0: have to give a shout out to Kawhi Leonard on that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's the most emotion we've ever seen from the man, which is funny because this is the least emotional. Well, it's emotional because Drake is crying, but the least emotion I've seen from Drake in a long time. Uh, Fair trade, Travis Scott. I actually wasn't blown away by Travis Scott's feature, but once again, he outshines Drake, so I appreciated his input. Um, TSU, track eight, Texas Southern University, I believe. I don't think it stands for Texas State. I'm pretty sure it stands for Texas Texas Southern. Yes. Yeah. Um, That's very close to our hometown, very nice hometown of Houston, Mm -hmm. Texas. So that was a nice little shout out. The intro is just so stupid. Shout <laughs> out to all my ladies in Dallas, Austin, Baytown. And it's just going on and on. And it sounds so dumb. All my ladies in Huntsville, H-Town. I'm like, bro, get to the song. And then you get to the song, I'm like, ooh, okay. She moved out of state mama is not around and daddy is not around. I'm like, okay, Drake, thank you finally for showing up. Like, geez. But <laughs> then there's a beat switch and it all goes down the drain. And then I got to press skip. Ugh. This album was so horrible, man. This album was not good at all. Um, wow. In Too Deep was a decent track. I appreciated the passion finally from Drake. Pipe Down, Forgettable. Uh, Yeba's, Yeba's Heartbreak. I mean, it was okay. I don't even think it had Drake in it, uh to my knowledge. uh No friends in the industry. Boring. Knife talk. You know what? I like. I really like Knife Talk because it was just good to hear Twenty One Savage again. It mm-hmm. was really. I, I. I'm honestly like, say what you will about Twenty One Savage. I don't hear a lot of negative uh energy. I don't see a lot of negativity towards Twenty One. I, I feel like he's pretty positively portrayed. I like Twenty One Savage. And I liked him in the song and I, and I can't wait to see uh, here's next album. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a fan. You could say I'm a fan for one savage. Um, appreciated the track. Drake's bars are dumb because they're very cringy. You know, Drake, how are you going to be a gangster one minute? And then one minute uh, cry because the girl you were in love with uh, slept with another dude because you wouldn't date her. Cause that's against your morals. Like, dude, that's your fault. Just you put a ring <laughs> on it. Such an idiot. Uh, not a good track. Um, and then the rest of the songs are extremely forgettable. 7am on Bridal Path, Race My Mind, Fountains, Get Along Better, You Only Live Twice, Kid Cudi. I always love Kid Cudi. I'll, I'll, I'm, he's one of my top 10 favorite artists. So um, I Miss You Too, He Was Fine, and uh, Fans, Dumb. And here's the thing. Regardless of how you feel about Drake, the man can close an album. Regardless of whether you love him or hate him or you're indifferent, the man can close an album and... Uh, one of my honestly one of my maybe even top 20 favorite songs of all time which is big is uh do not disturb the closer for more life yeah such a beautiful track great bars passionate um really appreciate that track and once again drake kind of brings that to the table on the remorse which is the last track on the album um i kind of got that same energy you know he's just spitting he's he's kind of it's like he's laying down on a on a couch and we're his therapist and he's telling us all his issues and problems and his insecurities and it it works for me so drake has always been able to close an album in the remorse decent track so we have the remorse knife talk was okay carried by the features tsu good dumb intro stupid beat switch uh (laughs) in the bible pretty good track but not because of drake and then uh love all maybe the best song of the album very fun summery vibe summer vibe track and that's it so you've got 21 songs and only one two three potentially four five tracks i want to return to yeah and this is why it's so hard to not compare it to donda because donda has 27 songs Mm -hmm. and it runs at two hours and i want to return to all 27 as as much as possible I I can't I can't bring myself to stop listening to Donda. Every time I get in the car, I'm listening to Donda.
0: It's mm-hmm.
1: innovative, it's new, it's emotional, it's exciting. Um, if I had to rate Drake's album, I'd give it a slight str- to decent three oh! on it out of Gosh, ten. I'm just
0: loving this <laughs> entire podcast, dude. Like Man, like Tommy, man, you just know how to make somebody not want to listen to something or (laughs) listen to something. And man, you, you have me sold. You have me sold. Like I am not going to listen to this now. If it's on, I mean, if it's on accident, I mean, I mean, what am I going to do? I can't pretend I didn't hear it, you know, like, man, it's just like, it's just incredible. Like how you were saying before uh, this came, this album came out that this was supposed to be big. This was yeah. supposed to be a good album because yep. this was the longest Drake had gone without releasing. Yep. And everywhere I go, whether you're a Kanye fan or not, I've been hearing that it's underwhelming. Yep. And just not innovative. And that's what the rap game needs right now. It needs innovation. And I really think we got that from Kanye, Tyler the Creator, and Jay Cole. The, this year. Like okay. I, really, I really think so. But Drake, yeah. Drake didn't do anything new. No, nope. he really didn't. Jay Cole, like I know you're not the biggest fan of Jay Cole, but his oh. album, the thing the instrumentals and different, um, methods he went with this year, this album, like it, it was better. It was better than some of his other co- projects. Sure, you must admit. And then Tyler the Creator, man, he's always good at doing something different. You yeah. know, and just uh, I love, I really like the New Orleans theme with. With his uh, with his album, like a lot of trumpets, a lot mm. of smooth jazz, you know? Yes, yes. That's what he was going for, and he was innovative. And then Donda, man, I can't even say it enough. It was probably one of the more creative albums this year.
1: Oh, without a doubt.
0: And it, it's just incredible to see how creativity goes a long way <clears throat> and sticking to just the same thing over and over doesn't help you as much Mm -hmm. so that's what i have to say about that and like i'm probably going to listen to it just to for my own opinion you know but like i'm probably going to be in a line with you and it's probably going to be the same rating for me but uh, i'll get my rating to y'all as soon as i listen to it
1: (laughs) yes I'm, i'm actually really interested to hear your opinion because you're a lot you're a lot more forgiving with songs than i am um so i I would love to hear your opinion honestly i think brandon if you add you know uh love all in the bible you know tsu and the remorse to your playlist i would not bat night i'd say you know what those are the best tracks
0: so i would say listen to those yes what about way too sexy i've been hearing that a lot
1: it's it's fun and then you hear the flow and it's like oh Gosh, Drake. And, and here's the thing, you guys. And I'm sitting up. This is the sit up of the episode. You know me. When I'm sitting up, I'm getting serious. Drake has tricked you guys. Drake has fooled you guys into thinking that he's the GOAT. And it's really sad. And what he does is he puts these, he's had successful songs with artists before. Future, he's had a whole album with uh, Travis Scott, uh, Lil Baby. Okay, 21 Savage. Like, he's had successful songs with them. So what he does is he throws them on a track, and the general public is like, oh my gosh, dude, this is... It's the two goats, dude. The two goats are getting together, man. This song's gonna be awesome. I'm gonna listen to it so many times. It's gonna be incredible. And then they play it over and over again because they it's two artists that they think are the goats. And then uh, it racks up the streams, and it, and it keeps... And this is why Drake doesn't change. Because his his followers are being fed the same food, but with different spite, different toppings or toppings that they're familiar with that they like, but it's the same food. And it's just, it just makes me so ticked off because Drake could do this for 40 more albums for the next 40 years and still be successful. And he'll be successful and he'll have his fans, but I'm telling you, man, this rap is dying. Innovative, and uh industrial and uh and experimental hip-hop is thriving and it's going big brockhampton yes like you mentioned brockhampton tyler kanye denzel curry uh death grips uh even you can even argue 100 gex if you want to call it rap if you don't it's fine like there's all these artists that are doing industrial and doing uh innovative exciting experimental hip-hop and they're the ones that are coming out with these albums that receive a 10 out of 10 or a 9 out of 10 or an 8 out of 10 because they're innovative and different so that's my rant. Yep. I'm not going to go. I, I'm I'm glad I've kept this tight. Only 20 minutes. That's exactly the amount of time I wanted to spend on this. So we're going perfect. Um, yeah.
0: I wanted to add one more thing though. Yeah. Sorry. Um, I, sorry. I went on that
1: spill. I was just, yo, Oh dude, I love
0: it. it. I love it. But uh, <laughs> one thing I'd like to add, and I think you'd uh, take interest in this Tommy, because I feel like you're a facts, not feelings kind of guy, mm-hmm. you know? So if you look at the numbers for Donda and certified lover boy, if you look at Donda, the first day it came out. It came out with nine point ninety four point five million streams on oh, Spotify. Gosh,
1: no way! I didn't and know that was that. Incre-
0: That's pretty. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Nothing crazy. I think, really good, the, yeah. I think it was. I think it was the second all time, and it was second to Scorpion. Oh, so that's pretty good. Okay, but and then first day for Certified Lover Boy, it was one hundred fifty three point four million. <sighs> But here's the catch. So, if you look at the second day streams, Donda got 102.1 million.
1: Oh my gosh!
0: Yes, like it it, it increased by. Right. I think that's uh, eight percent or not eight percent, but it, eight more eight million more people than the day before listened to it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. So that's that's good. And then the second day for Certified Lover Boy. Ninety million yep so that's just right there just shows you and yes i know you can argue like oh well donda came out like six hours into the new day it doesn't really come no let's let's ignore that let's just look at the stats dude let's just look at certified lover boy itself it went down more than 30 percent gosh 30 percent like that just shows you that people are not interested in this and some people are and that's sad but like some of these people that are listening on the second day, maybe listening to it for the first time, expecting something great, you know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it just and, goes to show <clears> throat> that <throat> Don does pro- uh, Kanye's project and Donda, it's just better. And yep. that's the stats, and you just gotta live with it. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> we love Kanye <laughs> on this show. We like because he's the goat, and we don't accept anything else.
1: <laughs> well, and, and the vein is. Brandon, if brandon and i like if drake's album was better we would tell you guys we are we would be honest and say it was better we would be honest yep. we're not gonna lie but it just it was not even close to better yep. and do we like kanye more than drake absolutely but all bias aside if the album was better the album was better like we're not gonna lie so well and Br- thanks for bringing that up brandon and honestly like it, it, it doesn't surprise me the first day streams because even people who are in that experimental hip hop were like okay you know, Drake has taken three years off of a studio album. You know, he's dropped a little mixtapes here and there, but studio albums. So he's got to be experimenting with new flows, new sounds, something different. But he just didn't. And the album is not good. And I really don't have, I mean, I have a lot more to say, but for the sake of time, I'm going to stop myself. Um, you guys listen to it. You know, let me know what you think. Let me know if you like it. If you don't like it. I've seen some of my friends say that certified lover boy is far is light years better than Donda. And I, I hope that you unadd me and block me. Cause I don't, that's, I don't want to be associated with you. If that's how you feel. Uh, Cause it just, there's no such thing as a wrong opinion, but you are wrong. Um, so go ahead and do that for me, please. But regardless <laughs> guys, you know, the drill DM us. If you've listened to this, what are your thoughts? Do you love it? Do you hate it? Um, how are you guys feeling on it? And I did put out a little poll, uh, on the Instagram story. I asked you guys, if you guys like certified lover boy or, uh, Donda more, because mm-hmm. those was al- out the two, the two biggest albums right now, everyone's talking about it, you know? So I put it on the, mm-hmm. uh, story. I said, which ones, you, which ones you guys feeling more? And Donna got more votes. And right. Yes, for sure. so. Um, so congratulations. Donda was at 67% certified Loverboy boys at 33. Um, and I agree. I agree. But next thing, you know, we're moving on here to the next thing. Um, Shang-Chi Marvel film, Marvel film. Um, I don't believe it was released on Disney plus. Um, so, Which is good. So, I'm
0: happy. I'm yeah. happy about that.
1: You know, we're back in theaters. Feels good. Um, so how was it how was shang chi from the perspective of someone who kind of is a marvel hater to an extent um and it was good shang chi was good um i gave it a three and a half stars which is a good rating That's a very good rating uh three and a half out of five stars um i really enjoyed the fr- it, it was about two hours and ten minutes um the first 30 minutes i thought were nearly flawless really enjoyed the first 30 minutes i was i was on the edge of my seat in the first 30 minutes i was on the edge of my seat and i was like okay i'm with this i enjoy this this is good um and then the 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 thing that really killed my momentum with shang chi is the middle and -hmm. because the middle is long and it's slow and i understand that it has to set a lot up um but i just didn't quite know which direction and if it was realistic in the Marvel because I mean what is not realistic these days in Marvel movies uh like anything can happen but I was like is this even realistic for a Marvel film so that kind of threw me off my horse there for a little bit but the last 30 minutes maybe even last 40 minutes of the film there's a big battle um it was so 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 good I loved it, and I thought that was incredible too. I thought that was flawless as well. It it was giving me major Lord of the Rings vibes, and that's not because it's the Legend of the Ten Rings and Lord of the Rings. Like whether the whether it was rings or stones or shoes or cars, whatever it was, like the the vibe and the setting of the fight. Yeah, I got major Lord of the Rings vibes, and I loved that. It felt like I was watching. Like, had you not slapped the Marvel logo on this film? and told me it was a marvel I'm like this is cool this this would be a cool sequel they should turn this into a trilogy what is this because it was giving me those vibes and that is a good sign because lord of the rings you know one of if not the best i mean not in my opinion but one of if not the best trilogy of all time uh um, you know uh objectively yeah i agree. and i yeah so that that felt really good to have um and, and also, the reason I'm not a big Marvel fan is because Marvel movies follow a formula. Whether you, whether you want to admit it or not, they follow a formula. And it's very, very common to the last movie. But Shang-Chi, and I'm sure you've heard this because it's been receiving nothing but praise. Uh, there really is no formula to Shang-Chi. It's kind of rebuilding itself as a Marvel film. Uh, it's giving Marvel a new name, and I loved it. Loved it. I was like, okay, this isn't following the Marvel formula. You know, this is feeling good and innovative. You know, the villain in this film is is actually has a purpose and a reason for what he's doing, and it's emotional. There's an emotional attachment, um, and the pacing was pretty well. um, You know, and and it's not, yeah, it didn't follow the Marvel stereotypes. And if you if you have me on Snapchat and I review films on my Snapchat, my biggest thing was that it's not what Shang Chi did do; it's what it didn't do Hmm. you know it it didn't give me the cliche marvel stereotypes it didn't give me a villain that just popped out of nowhere and wanted to kill everyone for no reason uh it didn't leave me you know bored for a large amount of time I wasn't bored in the middle I was just I just lost momentum um I had a great time with Shang-Chi and I think if you're going to the theater and you haven't seen Candyman yet because that was my film of the year if you've already seen Candyman or if you haven't seen it yet, go see it. But if you've seen Candyman and you wanna go see a new movie, go see Shang-Chi. Fun film, good film, funny film. You know, it made me laugh. And I don't laugh very often in films. I recommend Shang-Chi. I have a I have a positive I feel positive, positively about Shang-Chi and uh I give it a three and a half stars out of five. So nice, yeah. nice. My chi review. Yeah. Still.
0: So just to ask you, for people who haven't seen it, like myself, uh, out of all the movies, Marvel movies that you have seen, what would you compare it to, and why?
1: Oh, That's a good question. Um, The third half, I would compare it to Civil War, Hmm. um, because, and if you've never seen Civil War, spoilers, but if you haven't seen it yet, what are you doing? Uh, There's a big battle at the airport, um,
0: Hmm.
1: and then there was, I think there was another kind of big battle, and then Iron Man and Bucky and Captain America—they all have an extreme emotional attachment to each other, and they were just fighting each other.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it, it was pretty, kind of similar to that, um, which is not a spoiler at all. Don't worry. But it, just the battle sense of that—I would compare it to that. And then the first half, you know, getting to know uh, Sean as a character and getting to know Shang Chi, and, uh, and and having his introduction—I uh, would compare it to. I'd compare it to Spider-Man: uh, Homecoming because Marvel's like, okay, they're not idiots. You know, he's he's a superhero. He has superpowers.
0: Oh, okay. Um, well, so that was going to be that going to be my next question. So it, so it's not really technically an origin story. Like, it's not about like how he gets his powers and everything. It's just like he he's already got it, but it's about like what he's doing.
1: Correct? It, no, it no, it because it is an origin story, but. It's they're not with a lot of the origin movies of Marvel they like focus so heavily on the origin, where with Shang Chi it's like hey here's his origin, we're not going to go into too much detail but this is how he came about, and it, they go into more detail as the film goes on, uh but they're like listen like you're not dumb like this is his origin it's kind of obvious it's not hard to follow and I really really appreciated that so good great question great question Brandon, um so yeah I like this film it was fun it was a good film good night. Yeah. Um and then so those are our two biggest topics. The third thing I want to talk about, um, and then I'll get into our movie news is Brandon. I don't know if you saw, but I kind of made and who anyone that has me on Snapchat, I made uh, a Donda Thomas mix, hmm. where I made a play. It was it's technically a playlist, but it's only songs from Donda, so I call it the album and i rearranged donda i cut a lot of songs and i moved it around like openers and closers and what i wanted in the middle and high moments and low moments uh into what i think is the most perfect uh, variation of donda Mm. so i wanted to go over it with you and get your opinion on that uh just see what you think and i want to know what other people think too but i thought that would be fun to go over so for this is the Donna Thomas mix. It's it's thirteen songs, fifty four minutes. Okay, so a lot tighter than the, a lot tighter than <laughs> Donna that was released. So as the opener, I have no child left behind.
0: Great, very okay.
1: epic. It, it was a it's a, I, I love this track because it's a good closer and it's a good opener. Mm-hmm. So I have no child left behind. Second, I have Jail Part Two.
0: <laughs>
1: um, yeah, it, very personal you know another a very personal kanye opener and it's epic with the guitar sample
0: yeah and so i guess that's where kanye was good was putting jail like j- any variation of jail as the second yeah as really the opener of the album. yes yes
1: exactly really the opener because no child left behind you know have as, as the opener but
0: um yeah cause that was the first sound we heard of donda mm-hmm. if you think about it
1: yep released during was it the nba finals yes yes NBA finals. okay yeah yeah that was that's what i had and um no child left behind is more of like an epic gospel instrumental with and then you have voice input and he's done miracles on me but yeah it's like not too many words are spoken but obviously in jail that's an actual song you know with rapping and this just speaks about this just speaks volumes about the power of kanye but this honestly turned me into a baby fan like hmm. I would, I would be open to de- listening to the baby's music if he sounds like this in the future. Yeah, you know, you took you know that. Thing I like took the off auto- my plate, I, I was really my like the
0: auto tune in that song where where he thinks sings about like raised by the drug and it's, the junkies. Yep. like the way that mom couldn't save
1: us because she had to get the monies.
0: Yeah, I, I like, I, like <sighs> I really like that part.
1: I just the baby's got so much potential, man. He can flow, and it sounds yes, it sounds similar, but this is different. And very personal, you know, you know, that food that you took off my plate. That's what feed my daughters, huh? Like, yeah, whatever, you know, what happened, which was you know wrong of him to say. And we, you know, on the show, we stand with the LGBT Q plus like we, we stand and we love everyone on the show. But uh, hmm. it was wrong for him to say. And then he's like, well, you guys took everything from me. And now how am I going to feed my daughter? You know? Wow. Yeah. Like, oh, dude, it's just very anyways. Chill part two. Third, I have Jonah. Hmm. Um, a little bit softer of a track because we had those two epic openers. We have Jonah, soft track, um, Easy Listening, uh, which is my introduction to Pure Souls. Another song where it's way more high up. The energy is very high. Um, so, who did yeah, when I need a shoulder to lean on? You know, and it stops and then it goes, life change when you're famous. Yeah. <laughs> like, it sounds good. And I'm like, okay. Um, and then we have another kind of not low energy track just down low and chill but we have moon which we all know moon. Um and then after that we're right back up with Praise God.
0: Yes sir. I've
1: come, I've come to love Baby Keem's verse on this track. Really like Travis's verse. Baby Keem has some moments where I'm like, "Ooh, that was a bar." Yeah. Um Still
0: outside.
1: I'm about to the boom, I'm about to the bang. But after that we uh we have another moment with Hurricane Mm -hmm. after praise god you know um very personal good moment then we're we're upbeat and we're dancing again with new again Mm -hmm. um then after that we have lord i need you very personal track about kim
0: yep probably Uh, the best song on this album in my opinion
1: not a bad take at all And, and you know we got new again it's got that high energy low again it's not it's not low energy it's just kind of a softer moment but it speaks still speaks volume. And then we're back up again with "Believe What I Say." After that, mm-hmm. and then we've got then we're, we got to go back up one last time before our depressing closer. So we got Junior, um, Whatanabi, <laughs> Junior Nabby <What-a-nabby>. um, <laughs> So "Believe What I Say," where you know, high up, Junior is one. I would argue might might even be this a track on Donna with the most energy. You might even argue that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. But then we're way back down or way personal because we have Jesus, Lord, as our second to last track. Oh, that instrumental, man, it, it'll make you cry. It's so beautiful. And then what will really make you cry is the closer, which is come to life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, which is just Kanye just pouring his heart and soul into an instrumental. The, the pianos is, is like trying to get inside his brain, the piano chords and that, and how he feels. It's just scattered, but it's beautiful. My beautiful dark twisted fantasy, one might say, but yeah. So that's my kind of like my mix. I've got No Child Left Behind, Jail Part Two, Jonah, Pierce Souls, Moon, Praise God, Hurricane, New Again, Lord I Need You, Believe What I Say, Junior, Jesus Lord, and Come to Life. Sir. Sure. So what are your, what are your thoughts on that, Brandon? How do you feel, how do you feel about that? What are your thoughts?
0: Man, you honestly picked all my favorite songs on the album. Oh. like literally, all these are all my favorite songs. You took out the ones that I don't like, uh, like mm. Heaven and Hell. Mm-hmm. uh the donda track and then mm-hmm. uh obviously the opener. Yeah. But uh Don the Donda chant. But yeah. uh besides <laughs> that, man, like man, good mix. And I I really like the creativity with it. Like the roller coaster effect that you kind of do, like go up and then down, like kind of mm-hmm. with Jonah and Pure Souls. It's kind of like a
1: like, right a back up. Mellow,
0: like a mellow yeah. like a little high and then you go low with i want to go, go to the room yeah so i I really like that effect that you do here and uh man and i just love all these songs these are all my favorite songs in the album these are the ones i've been bumping to and honestly i love them all e- equally uh i really do think jail part two is better um yep. Though I am not a fan of Marilyn Manson, I've mentioned that before, but I think his, like, just his voice in this song is just such a great fit. Like, it's just the so way. So, wait, he, what, what part is he in? Is, it, is he on the part two as well? He's in part two. So, he's only in part two. He's the guy. Oh, really? He's the guy that sings, Gow gonna post my bail tonight. That's, really? Yeah, I didn't that's, Marilyn, that. Manson. that's wow. Marilyn Manson. That's Marilyn Manson. So he's a punk rock rocker. You probably have heard of him, but. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. I know who he is. I just know he's, he's, he's under, uh, he's under the heat right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but like, I'm not the biggest fan of him at all by no means, but I mean, he's not a bad fit on this and Hey, at the end of the day, he's saying that God's going to post his bail. So like, that doesn't bother me too much. So, but all True. of this is great. Um, Just to close this out, Tommy, uh, right now because it obviously changes with time what is your favorite song on Donda is it still uh, believe what I say or you know is, it's it's it
1: actually published? not believe Believe what I say which is what I love about Donda the fact that it can switch like that but it's still a great track great question though happy asking I was actually going to ask you um, especially with this mix it, it's making me appreciate the album even more I feel like I have a complete album now I don't have to spend two hours of my time so I've been listening to these tracks heavy but uh, you know, I really like Jesus Lord because it's just so, so personal. But, oh, man, I, I think my favorite track still because I, I was believe what I say. I think my I think I gotta get my favorite track to Jail Part Two. Wow. Honestly. Okay. Like that is and that just speak and Brandon can attest to this. You guys, I hate is a strong word. So the not hate, but just as strong as a word. Whatever word you want to choose in your vocabulary is how I felt towards the baby but the power <laughs> of kanye man you just can't deny the power of kanye <laughs> so absolutely I, I gotta i think yeah i think i might have to do jail part two new again is really fun oh that's so tough man what about you
0: uh i would have to say come to life i just think it's like yeah. the song is pretty good as it starts make it out, come to life a little repetitive right you know but then when the piano comes in bro oh, oh my god gosh like that is the song that like the type of song i'd like to play at my wedding and it's incredible that a rapper that people a person that people call a rapper makes this kind of music and we look at people like drake that we were just talking about how he's uncreative and like not yeah, it's not creative and then we see kanye do something like this like Mm -hmm. if you have not listened to come to life it's honestly as far as like being a soul song it's probably one of the better tracks of the mm-hmm. album. Oh yeah, and it's just beautiful. It's like the gospel version of Runaway. I know I said yep. that about Jesus Jesus Lord. Jesus Lord is I would say Jesus Lord is like that in the sense of uh
1: emotion like uh the, maybe the feelings. emotion
0: but the time cuz long. Yes, you know? yes, very long. Just like just like Runaway, but Come to Life is really the runaway version uh the gospel runaway and mm. and it's just beautiful and i love that you have that as a closer so that's yeah. cool really thank really you. cool
1: well good yeah I'm gonna send you this mix after the podcast I I really want you to uh you know when you're going on a kind of a longer drive or something put it on see how it flows as an album and I want you to get back to me and how you feel about it. Absolutely uh, well but yeah so thank you guys that that's kind of my time here I'm gonna I'm gonna as always I'm gonna end it off with some news a lot of superhero movie news, so I guess you can maybe, uh, if you're a superhero fan, this is a good episode to listen to. Um, and then we'll get into Brandon's uh, sports segment. It's going to be really exciting. I'm actually so, 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 so pumped to hear Brandon. Uh, so I'll make this quick. Um, but first and foremost, uh, really big news. Um, Venom, There Will Be Carnage, the second film in the Venom trilogy, which is, the if you don't know, it, it is a, a villain in the spider-man universe uh the release date got pushed back two weeks mm, or pushed sorry pushed forward two weeks um which is really good i'm actually really happy about that um because i, I was like oh they should release that earlier you know there's no big releases in september they could really take this take the shine in september if they yeah. wanted to um two weeks because the initial date was october 15th so two weeks forward is october 1st so still in september but pretty much you know if you think about it um, so, yeah, look out for that. That's honestly coming up really soon. Um, so excited to see that. Secondly, Transformers 7 has started filming. The 7th mm. film, the Transformers uh, universe. So that's, you know, look out for that as well. That's going to be exciting. Um, and then the last thing that I wanted to get to, and, and thank you, Brandon, for because you mentioned that Shang-Chi broke uh, Labor Day weekend sales of all time, right?
0: Yes. Yes. Wow,
1: dude, that's incredible. Because post COVID, man, it's just been hard to get people to go to the movies post COVID. So, you know, props to Shang-Chi. They, did it. they deserve it. Man.
0: They did it. We're, they broke the wall. Mm-hmm.
1: We're back. And um, another thing I wanted to say, like, to on that topic, you can tell that the director knows that, and he really gives his, like, he, he You can tell that the director was. Was uh giving it his all while watching shang Chi. It's not a lazy film, a lazy slap together film. Really appreciated that, you know, the, the director's trying. Um, and then Diary of a Wimpy Kid, my f- favorite trilogy ever. Uh, just my childhood packed into a trilogy. They're uh, actually making an animated uh as far as the movies go trilogy, but they're making an animated movie. Um, so that's gonna be pretty cool. I think they're gonna premiere that on uh, Disney Plus December third. Nice. Um, so. That's kind of cool. It's a huge part of my it childhood. Should be too
0: hard to animate?
1: <laughs> oh, no, yeah, exactly, exactly. Stick um, figures. And then right now, and then that's that's as far as movie news goes. Um, you know, not much, not much going on. Uh, as smaller films, but we do have, uh, you know, the Venom and Shang Chi, and Transformers and Taropie uh, Kid. So uh, a lot of bigger films coming out. Um, but yeah, guys, it, it's been a heck of heck of an episode as far as pop culture goes. I'm really happy uh, about the pacing, and uh, yeah, certified lover boy, Shang Chi movie news, and my Donna mix. If you have any opinions on that, DM me, Snapchat me, text me, whatever it may be, let me know, and I'll mention you in the next podcast. But without further ado, very 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 excited for us to get to this, uh, Brandon. I'm just gonna let you do your thing, man. You're great at it. So <laughs> just uh, what what do we got going on here in sports?
0: Yeah, well, and first of all, thank you, and you're great too, man, just with what you're doing with pop culture today. It was great. Um, Yeah, um, we just had our first weekend of college football, and like we said earlier about the movies coming back to normal, college football's back to normal. We saw full stadiums. It was just epic, and Mm -hmm. I got to go to a game this week. Mm -hmm. My Houston Cougars lost by uh, 17. It was actually – just they just dropped it at the end it was just yep. pretty sad but at the end of the day there was about uh 46 000 fans there shoot so that's like the biggest crowd i've been to i've been in since uh man for a long time since yeah. before covid shoot. and man i'm so i was so happy to be there and it was just great and just watching college football all weekend and uh it was just great but uh besides that in other news uh week one of NFL football is coming up. We should be, we'll be having a special episode, uh, previewing the season. Uh, kind of like we did a few episodes ago, except this will be more in depth, uh, kind of like what we did with the previous episode, Mm -hmm. uh, with our guest from Michigan, Jake. Oh yeah. Jack. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, man, we're just really excited to do that. But, uh, yeah, week one of NFL is coming back, uh, not too much news in the NBA. Just not a lot going on right now. Um, September and uh, beginning of October are usually kind of slow times in the NBA until mm. the NBA starts. And the uh, yeah. NBA tip-off is on the 22nd, and you have the Lakers and the Warriors playing and then the Bucks and the Nets playing Ooh. on opening night. So, yeah. Potentially the good.
1: conference finals. right there Yeah, potentially.
0: That's usually how they do it for uh, – for opening night. And then besides that, um, man, let's just jump right into it. Uh, college football, it was a pretty exciting weekend as far as matchups went. Uh, had lots of top 25 matchups, which was what we were lacking last year because there weren't as many interconference match mm-hmm. matchups. But uh, let's just get on into it. And we're just going to look at what I predicted and what actually happened. So we'll start at the top for a change. We'll start uh-huh. with my highlighted biggest game of the weekend between Clemson and Georgia, and man, this game was fun. If you're a defensive fan, not fun. If you're an offensive <laughs> fan, yep. I predicted that Georgia would have would win forty one to thirty five. So I was close in the sense of the point difference, but not th- what actually happened. What actually happened was many of y'all know. It was ten to three in favor of Georgia. Uh, mm-hmm. There was no offensive touchdown in this game. It was a actually at like a seventy five yard pick six.
1: Oh my gosh!
0: And uh, man, there's just been a lot of funny stuff going around, like uh, with the Clemson's quarterback DJ Ujulai U- Usually, I need to learn how to pronounce that because <laughs> they should be a big team this year. But um, there's a TikTok on me. I don't know if you've seen it, but there's a TikTok of Dabo Sweeney, the cl- the coach of the Clemson Tigers, just flying on a plane with recruits. And oh the yeah, Clemson recruit you us- utilize with them, and he's like, "Hey, look right there, you're gonna be throwing touchdowns. That's where you're gonna be throwing touchdowns." And then like the literally literal first game he starts, he throws a pick six, <laughs> oh, and everybody's man. making fun of him. They're like, "Oh yeah, he did throw a touchdown, a pick six <laughs> Good point. So, Man, it was a pretty fun matchup as far as defense goes. Man, like, it just – a lot of missed field goals, too. Uh, It was a pretty messy game, but a close matchup. Hopefully a matchup we might see in the future Mm -hmm. as Georgia most definitely at this point moves into the top four. So that's good for them. And then let's move to a disappointing call on my part between the Miami Hurricanes and Alabama. My Mm. goodness, was I wrong (laughs) – (laughs) <laughs> about the alabama crimson tide bryce young was incredible he was 27 and 38 344 yards oh my four touchdowns as wow. a true freshman dude against derrick king he was he was a six-year senior he was incredible and who i thought was gonna be a heisman candidate may not be anymore <laughs> but man like he really they really underperformed, and really the issue of the matter was that their rushing attack was really bad because they were missing their starting running back uh, due to his suspension. But besides that, man, disappointing. Uh, I predicted that it would be 37-35 in favor of Miami. That was not the case. Alabama <laughs> scored way more – or not way more, nine points more and won the game 44-13. to
1: Just Whoa. Uh,
0: man. Tough, tough game for me yeah. as somebody predicting these games. But uh, moving on down the list, uh, it was uh, Indiana and Iowa. I was wrong about this, but I wasn't too far off. Uh, one thing I didn't take into account that Jack really po- was really good about pointing out was the fact that this game was played at um, Iowa. And, and, and if anybody knows about Iowa is that they're – their stadium is like they, they just have a lot of uh, culture for their team mm. yeah and it was just a great game all around as far as offense goes for the Hawkeyes uh, they ended up winning 34 to 6 and the game was pretty much over in the first half it was 31 to three to start out the game and man they just crushed crushed Indiana and they were at, Indiana was actually ranked ahead of them to start oh, out the year. So I was wrong there once again. And then, sadly, I was wrong again in the Houston Cougars. Man, I just was very disappointed in this game. Uh, it was tough because we were up 21 and a half. half. It was looking good. Coach Holgerson was calling good calls, and we were scoring. It was going great. And then all of a sudden, Texas Tech just comes back with a great offensive attack, and Houston just loses it at the end and just gives up and got too tired. And the game ended up being 38-31. to 31, And I guessed the game to be 30-23. to 23. So, oh, yeah. as, far as, as far as scoring, like, I wasn't too far off. It was just for the wrong team, which isn't too bad. So, I kind of yeah. had the right idea. It's just the wrong team. But, obviously, I'm never going to pick. Well, maybe not never, but I'm not going to pick against my tubes, no. Especially in a game like this. Because it was a close game, and U of H could have very well won it. But yeah. it was just a lot of things went wrong at the wrong time. And, yeah. But... Um, Moving on to uh, one of the more surprising uh, games of this weekend, and I ended up being right in my prediction, almost exactly right, was the matchup between Texas and the Ragin' Cajuns. This was a closely ranked game. It was 23 versus 21, so it should have been a close game. But it wasn't. Texas, as I predicted, was incredible. And Bijan Robinson had two touchdowns, one receiving, one rushing and he had 103 yards rushing so he was incredible this weekend and man he ended up being great they ended up winning 42 to 24 and, or not 42 24 they ended up winning 38 to 18 so good stuff for them mm-hmm. and i guess 42 to 24 so
1: mm.
0: kind of had the same idea going there so it was yeah. a 20 point game 20 point game uh in reality and i guess to 18 point game so not too far off. I feel like I did pretty good there. But, uh, guys, just be looking forward to uh, score predictions uh, moving forward. But uh, besides that, that's all I got for the sports department. It was a great weekend. Uh, we saw almost an upset with Tulane in Oklahoma. Uh, not a lot of people are knowing what to do with that, <laughs> that info. <laughs> Some people are thinking maybe Tulane's not that bad. Or maybe it's... Oklahoma's not that good. But we'll have to see. It's week one. Crazy things happen. Uh, I'm just excited to see what happens from here in college football. But uh, that's about it. And thank you guys for listening. Tommy?
1: Brandon, awesome as always. Uh, Very excited for the next sports episode. It's just fun fun to hear football talk because there's just so many games going on. You know, with the NBA, there's usually a game or two a night. Um, but with football college and NFL, you've just got so many options, which means you're going to have a lot of highlights, um, and a lot of things to talk about. So I think we're gonna have a lot of happy listeners, uh, come Sunday and on, um, now with what, with NFL and college football guys, it's been a nice tight episode. Um, really awesome, fun stuff to talk about all the way around the board. I had a lot of fun I know Brandon did too. Um, and I, and I think that's pretty much it. Certified boy. I really want to hear what you guys think about that. You know, if you liked it, tell me why you liked it. I honestly want to know, like, what what appealed to you?
0: My favorite part is that Drake came out as a lesbian.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she said, I'm a lesbian. I said, girl, me too. I, when I heard that, I was like, okay, dude, when is the song over?
0: <laughs> I could just see yeah. Tommy's hands on his face and just... <laughs> oh no
1: no that was literally exactly what i did so oh my gosh dude next time a big album drops drops we gotta listen to it in person together
0: yeah absolutely we can
1: just get into opinion. but yeah let me know what you guys think about that also with shang chi um i think a lot of people are gonna love it i'm pretty i'm pretty you know strict on my especially with my marvel movies because i'm not a, a very big fan of marvel but if, this, if a Marvel movie can give me th- a three-and-a-half-star, solid, strong, passionate film like Shang-Chi, no complaints from me. No, no huge complaints, at least. Um, and, yeah, Don mix if anyone wants that, I'll send it to you. And sports, we got college football, great week. Loved it. Um, so, yeah, that's a little recap. And then we got NFL coming up. So there's a little recap. But, yeah, fun stuff all around the board. Had a great time. Can't wait to talk to you guys and uh, get get it going on Thursday. Um, but until then, uh, my name is Tom Six.
0: And I'm
1: Brandon Matula. Matula. And we will see you guys on Thursday.
0: Sweet. Sweet. Peace, you guys. You yeah, Have a great week. Bye. Bye.